Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. Christ alive, I've been away for a while, so I apologise. Oh, I've just, I've literally just had the tartest uh, orange juice ever, so my mouth is salivating like crazy. Enough of that anyway. Um, how are we? I hope we are okay. I hope we're getting through and certainly muddling through. It's been a difficult one, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it has been difficult. It's been difficult for me. It's been difficult for a lot of my friends. Um, I've had some up and down conversations um, the last few weeks. Um, yeah, very difficult. Um, I've tried to unpick it. I've tried to think about it. I've tried to reflect on it as much as I can um, and try to understand it, where I'm going. I mean, uh, you know, I know, in you know, the foundation and the core of why I'm not feeling great at the moment. Um, as you know, as you've heard, you know, we, we, we've, this is still ongoing. This is a big family battle for us. I try to manage it uh, as best as I can. I have been absolutely horrendously shattered lately. Just constantly, uh, I'm, I'm making little mistakes. And this is where I... For me, I know my mental health isn't in top quality. Is because I'm making little mistakes. I'm, and I'm talking about stupid little mistakes, such as sending out calendar invites to colleagues twice, um, attaching documents to 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 emails um, that that shouldn't be. They're going to a different person. You know, it, little silly things that can make big problems. You know, when you when you think about it. It's those little mistakes that cause injury, and I can't help but think that. I deal with health and safety every single damn day, uh, well-being though, and I also deal with diversity inclusion. And when you're surrounded by that and you talk about that, it does it does bring to light a lot of problems, a lot of um, different areas, doesn't it? And for me, that's really where I've noticed, because my mental health has been in a decline, I do try to remain as positive as I can. I try to bang on the mask that we talk about all the time. But it's difficult. And what happens is, is the cracks, they don't display in forms of, for me at the moment, I'm controlled. I said I've been doing the right things. So I've been going for my reflection walks. I've been actively analysing and reflecting on my life. Really, really, really making an impact, really making an impact. And that's what's kept me afloat and stopped me really from being this the angry person. Although I had what I call cracks, little seams of um of the evil, if you like. The depression has been seeping out of me. And what do I mean by that? Is like for instance, I'll give you a quick scenario. It it only happened a couple of hours ago. I was making tea. Uh, normal situation, you know, I, I, I cook tea most nights now, um, you know, my wife, she she works away, so um, I don't really get a lot of time in the evening, so it's a case of I finish work a little bit earlier, because I work from home, and when I work from home, I muck in, I do the tea, um, and 
today we've been a bit we've been a bit of a, 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 a bit of miss, and I think that's because I said my my mental health's not been great. I've not been motivated. It's been fucking awful. So what she's done is she's done the supportive wife thing, and she she got an old swag bowl, not old as in fucking mouldy. I mean a a frosted one, a frozen one, um, and pulled it out, thawed it out, stuck it in the pan because that's why we save food. And I mean, how many times do we save food and never eat the fucking food? Well. You know, we're actually eating it. We're in a cost of living crisis. So we freeze a lot of fucking food. I can tell you that. And um, defrosted it, put it in the pan, added the passata all ready to go. Left me a note to say the pasta um, fucking longy jobbies, you know, the pasta um, or like spaghetti. <laughs> fucking knob trying to find a word that's not even specialist. Um, the spaghetti was all in the in the little plastic jar ready to get poured into the boiling hot water to cook. And I'm not, I'm not giving you a chef show here. Bear with me. And so it was all ready to go to, to make my life easy. So anyway... What I did was I came in at a rush. I'd finished work, and I and, and like I said, my mental health's been sh- showing some cracks. I am making silly mistakes. I was kind of finishing work, but I was actually fixated on. I'm doing this training program for work, and I'm in putting all this data, and I'm fucking finding out the prices, costs, how many hours. I've done this thing. I've been absolutely fixated on it. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. This the ADHD. I'm fixated on something. It, it, that's what I did. I've done nothing else but that. Um, and yeah, it, it's kind of, cause I've been fixated on that. I was carrying on with that working late and then I went in and thought, shit, I need to fucking cook some dinner. So I, I banged on the, uh, the spaghetti. Then I thought to myself, it's going to be a bit flavorless because the tomato would have reduced down from the last time. I didn't realize she'd already put tomato in it. So I put some, uh, tomatoes in it, some, some half chopped tomatoes. So naturally, this this product now has gone fucking runny as hell. And then my daughter came in and she said to me, um, I, I said, I've cooked your favourite. And she went, what's that? And I went, well, spaghetti bolognese. And she was like, that's not my fucking favourite. She didn't say fucking favourite. If she did, I probably would have fucking commended her and slapped her at the same time. I'd, you fucking do it. Anyway, digress. Um, but she would have turned around and she said, I, no, that's not my favourite. That's Tegan's, my other daughter. I was like, oh, okay, then, yeah, fabulous. And then she goes... Um, I like uh, I like um, meatballs and and spaghetti. I was like, okay, well, it's pretty much the same. It's just literally one's in a fucking ball, one you've minced. So you know, so I chucked them in the fucking oven, and quickly did those in the air fryer. Sorry, because they take eight minutes. Fucking beautiful job done. Bit of garlic bread, lot fucked that up, and then basically, as I was mid cooking, I put a bit of corn flour in the fucking in the in the sauce because I noticed it was runny as fuck. I was like, oh bollocks! So I tried to save it. And then in came in the pack, I call them, my fucking children, and my wife. And they all came in, and I fucking absolutely fucking lost it. Like, to the point where there was so much fucking stress, noise. I, like, one daughter's hyperactive, one daughter's filming me fucking going ballistic, and fucking, my youngest daughter's like, fucking, like, I don't know what to do about this fucking big fellow. He's not happy. My wife's like thinking, what the fuck have I done wrong? Because I'm blaming her. I'm like, you put tomatoes in. Let me cook it from fucking scratch. Why the fuck are you doing this? Do you want me to cook? Do you not want me to cook? And it was like, fucking, that's where I was. It was basically, everybody was on fucking receive. I was like, Bob, and it was basically a culmination of fucking stress. I'm tired. I'm making stupid mistakes, and I don't make mistakes. 
and I don't mean in a big-headed way, but I try not to. I do make mistakes. Obviously, I'm a fucking human being. But I try not to. I certainly try not to make mistakes in in a job role that I know that I'm fucking doing. And I'm like, I'm, I, I don't, but I'm making stupid mistakes. And it's almost like, um, it, it, I don't know, it makes me feel a little bit fucking sort of stupid, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you making these stupid mistakes? And I don't know why. It's just, and it's the frazzled brain. And to be fair, I've got a day left before I've broken up. So I've taken, I don't, I haven't taken fucking any time off in like four or five months. Um, so I've decided to take a two week break uh, with my family at Christmas and I finish tomorrow. So like it's even worse because I'm just in fucking get you home mode. I'm I'm literally like I'm in that mode. We can probably all relate where we're so close to having a time off that we're like, I don't want to do anything on this last fucking couple of days because I don't want to jinx the fact that I'm going to come back to a whirlwind of shit or I'm going to fucking ruin something and get phoned on my fucking leave or whatever it may be. You're trying not to make mistakes. You're trying not to fucking do stupid shit. And that's what I'm like. I'm like, fuck it. I just want to get out of here. So I'm very, very stressed. And like I said, that that to me was the first shouting that I've I've done in a long time. I don't argue. I, I tr- really don't try to argue anymore because I don't see the point. It just fucking upsets people. Everybody just gets emotions. There's just no point in it. But every now and then when I see these cracks of depression sort of break through and I feel the, you know, I've got like little cracks of it coming through like... um. Like, for instance, I don't want to see anybody over Christmas. I literally just want to hibernate for two weeks, relax, shut the fucking computer, shut my phone, and just literally do nothing, or pot around, not do nothing, I'm not lazy, but just lit, but not worry about any social media, I don't want to worry about anything to do with work, anything to do with my phone, I just want to fucking chill and have a completely, like, almost reset my brain, just, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm, and, and I was I haven't told anybody that this is the first I've said it because I don't want to jinx it and I don't want to say it, but I'm 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 fucking loving it I want to go and which is a really big thing for me and I think I'm just going to do it privately I'm just going to go on my own and I'm just going to do it as and when I, I know I'm going to get fucking doms I fucking know that delayed onset muscle syndrome <clears throat> for anyone doesn't know um, and, and I know I'm going to get it but it's it's wanting that motivation I want to fucking I want to hit 2023 I've, I've got through 2022 I feel I've been in a better place I've had a rocky fucking road the last couple of weeks um, or a couple of months to be fair um, but at the same time this break's coming at the right time for me to acknowledge and like I said the whole purpose of this is learning and it's I was having this conversation actually with my friend um, who <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to pin him down for a fucking podcast. Um, but the Billster, uh, I had a little conversation. We, we spoke earlier on. Um, he gave me a phone call and we were, ch- we were chatting away. And it, it, it is really interesting how um, when you when you talk about mental health, when you constantly, when you live with mental health, when you talk about it, if you deal with it, say for instance, it's your job role. It's amazing how much you really do need a break. You need a break from the norm. You need a break away from things. It's like um, my friend, he deals with welfare. So, you know, he's inundated with welfare problems day in, day out. And it's very relatable. And we could probably relate this. If you were going to relate this to something, 
something, you could relate it to a police officer that has to deal with trauma all the time or has been, you know, constantly dealing with, like, say, for instance, you've got a traffic police officer and they just constantly deal with RTAs all the time. He's going to get traumatised because he's going to start seeing that. Not traumatised, we will, probably will get traumatised. But you do develop this sadness about you. And whenever you, same as nurses, if you're dealing with sadness all the time, you're dealing with mental health, whether you're dealing with, a, you know, a, the, the young, the babies, you know, the infant ward or the elderly ward, you know, and there's a lot of uh, uncertainty in those wards, um, A&E, whatever, you know, we don't really acknowledge the fact that when you deal with mental health all the time and you deal with anything that's around your own mental health, you really have to fucking take care of it. You have to take that time to step away. And sometimes I find <clears throat> if I don't want to go to an occasion or I don't want to do something or I feel a little bit like I'm, I don't I want to be an introvert, if you like, if you want to put a label on it. Um, I, I normally say that's my body telling me. I normally they say that, that that's because I, I I like socialising. So if I'm in that mood, that's my body telling me something. Either I, you're worried about the outcome, you're worried about what's going to happen, you just, you, you know, you try and take yourself out of that situation. And that's a protection factor. And I was telling my friend actually earlier on that he's in welfare. And I was like, but you need to look after yourself. When you deal with sadness and welfare problems all the time, you're constantly thinking about the negative side of life and one thing that I've discovered and I and I found this relatable when we had this conversation earlier was for me when you're surrounded by negativity and I've said this before in a podcast when you're surrounded by negativity and you talk negatively all the time and you talk about negativity all the time and <clears throat> you know welfare cases or mental health cases can range from absolutely anything but inherently nothing associated with mental health is normally a good thing is it um unless of course you're talking about mental health and the, the prospects of, you know, uh, I'm in a good place, look after your well-being. But what I mean is to get down to the, the nitty gritty, if you thought about mental health and you, if you actually, if I said to you right now, <clears throat> get a pen and paper. And uh, I did this, I did this yesterday, so I know what I, I, I'll be able to tell you. Um, if I told you to write down mental health on a piece of paper and then write down your thoughts about mental health. So, you just have that word in your head and just write down what you what you associate with that word in a brief i don't know 20 30 seconds i guarantee that you will incorporate a lot more <clears throat> unless you're no i i i i probably i, I would probably place money <laughs> that you're going to associate a lot of it with a negative a negativity you might get to if i gave you a minute or maybe two minutes you might hit the big the big categories of mental health negativity and then kind of you might seep into a little bit of well-being and uh, nature and you know that and that's a time scale because that's allowing you to think but when you actually like type down have mental health in your in your head and tell yourself to write down for 30 seconds what you think of mental health you will put down sadness darkness depression stress anxiety ptsd 
ADHD, bipolar. You know, these are all the things that would, you know, and I talk about it all the time. So they're the things that are going to rattle off your head. And, you know, if you were writing those out, bearing in mind I said those, I didn't physically write them. If I told you to write those out and, you know, you actually wrote out depression and then you wrote down stress as you were thinking, you would probably get about five or six of those in 20, 30 seconds. If I told you to stretch that for a minute, two minutes, you that's where we would normally try and think about some positives because we do get sick of the negative. So we try to go, oh, I better be a bit, you know, I better think a little bit. Oh, there is nature, mental health, good things, swimming, nature, cold water therapy, um, meditation, yoga. If you gave yourself a little bit more, and then if I suppose <clears throat> I could caveat that a little bit with if you're working in mental health or you're working around a positive thing to do with mental health. So say, for instance, you were, um, you know, you're into meditation or you're into yoga or you were into, you know, into reflection. So, so like, well, these things I, I, bang the, I bang the drum on all the time about. If you were in that field, um, <clears throat> you would probably... You would probably err towards that because you would be you'd be thinking positive. So I would like to think that maybe that would be a little bit of a caveat on that, you know, on, on you looking at the darkness. But at the same time, I still stand my ground that if you just asked random people, you know, or even yourself, just, you know, have a go at it. See what you think. Um, because I, and that's what I was trying to say to him. I was trying to say when you're associated with, you know, all this negativity and all this sadness, it really consumes you. And one of the big things with mental health, and we can all relate, is how challenging it really is. So, and most things associated with mental health are challenging. It may be just a challenge to get therapy. It may be a challenge to go over your past in, when you're in therapy. I mean, Christ, I think the, the NHS waiting list for ADHD is two years. And, and that's why a lot of people like myself, you can go private. So, you know, to, to try and get your results a bit quicker. Um, but then you hit the financial burdens of that. So it depends on your commitment. And a lot of people don't have those resources. But just that's a challenge. And then you've got therapies a challenge. And then you've got... Yeah, just everything that's associated with it, rebuilding yourself, whether you want to go to it, if you may be addicted, which may be a, a point of your mental health. So you may have an addiction, drugs, alcohol, whatever. So these are all challenges that you've got to get over all the time. So everything that's associated with it, it takes work. But at the, at the same time, the results far outweigh the cost of time and I genuinely mean that and I know there'll be people going oh you're making it sound horrible no 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 because the underpin bit is the results are worth its weight in fucking gold because to be happy is I mean what is the definition of happy <clears throat> we all we all have different interpretations of what happy is. Some of us want to be rich. Some of us just want to have children. You know, some of us just want to be married. Some of us, you know, whatever, whatever your your de your desire. But those goalposts in inherently always move for your happiness level. But at the same time, to get there, to look after your mental health, to be positive all day, to be positive when you wake up, right the way through to when you go to bed, to be that. And I relate that actually to Keanu Reeves. Um, he is, I think for me, 
the most relaxed guy ever. And I know that he's a celebrity, etc. But he's a very humble celebrity. He's got nice things, but he's not flashed all in the same house. So all of these massive positive things. And I think that for me, that is the guy that's got it right. You know, he's happy you know that's that's what i think that for me that's what i aspire to be i aspire to be keanu reeves um <clears throat> i'm not in it for the flash stuff just the odd little nice bit and just indulge in society so i think it's um you know so we all have different definitions but that is ultimately the, the spot on bit of it but but what i mean by that and what i draw i know I, I digress a little bit but what i draw back round to is the challenge and what we often find with the challenge of mental health whether it be a, you know whether it be you're associated with mental health so it's your job role whether it's um you know you, you've got it family friends yourself whatever it may be we don't always get the results we want and this is where i i chatted to my friend earlier and and you know, I was, we were open and honest, we we're open and honest with each other, so he, he said, you know, he's not been feeling great lately, and I was like, fucking hell, what's wrong, and, you know, we were chatting away, we had a good, we had a good chat, and this is the collaboration piece, this is the opening up piece, and um, <clears throat> he just said, you know, basically that we were chatting away, and I said, what I think, oh, so we were chatting about mental health, and how he's dealing with a lot of negatives all the time, and it does get you down, and it does, and I said, well, you've got to look after yourself, I said, but, and I, and I said, I, I acknowledge what you're saying, because anything with mental health is challenges, and sometimes you find, if you've got, if you're listening to your own challenge, so say, for instance, I, you know, I want to, I want to better my mental health, and I'm going to go and run two miles, okay, fucking brilliant, I go and do that, and I fail, Okay, it's a failure on me and I'll keep trying. The problem when you are in a role like he is, and this is where I think we need to look after each other more, um, is, you know, when you're dealing with the outside parameters, such as you're helping someone else or even yourself, if you're reliant on the NHS, say, for instance, to find you a therapist and the t it's a two-year waiting list, that's really difficult. Are you still going to have the same mindset in two years? That two years is so fucking long that if you didn't get that help in ADHD, so much could have happened in two years and this is where a lot of the problems stem is people can't find the access routes to get the help they need and I and and, and that is disheartening when you're dealing with that from an outside member and I think that's where I was absolutely relatable to him was he was he was down because he's dealing with the negatives and he can't always find the positive results at the end and that's what I'm looking for. And I said, well, that's absolutely, that's understandable. As a human being, you want to succeed. You want to help other people if you're a good human being. Um, so that does get you down. And I said, that's why you need to take a block. You need to take some time away. Listen to your body. Listen to your mind. And that is what I'm talking about. All of these things incorporate you know incorporate everything else he stayed on track with his with his weight loss record um which is absolutely commendable and i said that's giving you focus and purpose but he finds it hard to socialize and i said i'm the same and that's where i draw back to what i said about 20 minutes ago that everyone i'm talking to at the moment is is 
is finding things difficult. I'm just going to crack my fire down a bit. I was just getting a bit toasty-woasty. Um, it, it's a little fire, don't worry, mate. I'm not burning fossil fuels. Well, actually, I am. <laughs> of course I am, dickhead. <laughs> I meant, like, coal, actually. I am, but the indirect process after coal. So, anyway, fuck it. Um, we lose there. We seem... See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm slipping. Slipping. Uh, my mind's going crazy. Um, but yeah, this is where I said to him, you know, you need to look after yourself. You've got to, you've got to take care, listen to your body and your mind, listen to everything. And this is where we caveat around, we talk about this all the time and we're nurturing and we're doing the right things. By doing the right things, we're keeping ourselves afloat sometimes. And, and that's what I've noticed with my friends lately. All of my friends, and, and I, you know, I'm you know, not got very many in the sense that I don't have a, a wide selection of <laughs> friends to worry about, but I'm committed to the ones that I do. And, and what I have seen is, um, you know, I've seen my friends up and down, a little bit of roller coastery, you know. Um, I had a long conversation with my best mate on Saturday. He came over to sort uh, to chat to me, and we chatted till the early hours. And we were talking about difficult things, family life, and such. Uh, you know, the cost of living. Um, you know, everything. Just it's it's really really impacted, and and obviously you know all the all my men that you know in my little group that I talk to my mates. Um, you know, they're all the, the, the bread earners. So, you know, they're all finding their own challenges. And, and they're not, it's not all financially, you know. Um, like I said, some people are finding the problems with work. Some people are finding stress um, with the, with just normal everyday life, you know, because of the darkness and, and the coldness. It's always dingy. I, I mean, I work from fucking home, for Christ's sake, and I walk into my cabin outside in the dark and I walk out the cabin pretty much in the dark. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I live at home. I fucking work and live at home. So it just goes to show, doesn't it, that, you know, everything creeps up on us. And again, this is where I talk about the mitigations, the, the, the mitigating ways we can try and stop these things, try and look after ourselves. And that's more about what I'm trying to talk about here is making sure that we take our vitamins get that vitamin D down you, get the vitamin C, and I don't mean vitamin D ladies, calm down, That's you actually need the capsule, vitamin D, take it easy, bit fast and loose there Lucy, <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, you know, vitamin D, um, you know, vitamin C, take your multivitamins, your zincs, you know, get some fruit down you, you know, get out amongst nature still, wrap up, get warm, but get outside still, you know, reflection, meditation, fantastic things, especially at this time of year, you can't beat a little bit of meditation when it's cold outside, the window is crisped up, there's frost on the vegetation, and you know, you've got the fire on, the heating on, if you're lucky enough um, to have it on because um you know we're getting absolutely fucking pummeled up the bum by the energy companies but in that brief time of heatness we frost up a little bit but anyway utilize that time to sit in reflect listen to music turn the tv i've turned the tv off for the last two weeks not fucking interested apart from um Apart from one day, because I was very ill, and I did binge watch uh, Elementary, a uh, recommendation from a good friend of mine. So um, I have done that recently, but that was the one day I was just I just wanted to sit and chill out. Um, but yeah, 
you've got to utilize the time and whereas normally we would get our our, our you know our fun our frolics everything else we'd go out we would we'd go outside in the sun we'd be in the water do whatever you got to do the heat is everything's making you feel amazing and then obviously you know winter time we we lose a little bit of track of that if you're an outside person maybe if you're an introvert you don't feel it as much maybe it's a good time of year for you maybe it's the opposite but that's where we need to look after ourselves and that's where I, I, I gave some advice to my friend saying, you know, listen to your body, listen to your mind. If it's telling you that you're feeling sad and you're noticing things, this is where I say look out for the signs, you know, absolutely. And we can all look out for the signs in ourselves. That's managing our mental health. That's becoming a better person. You need to fundamentally manage it yourself. So if you're recognising that you're not talking as much, if you've genuinely lost interest in that, then cut it out. If you, you're not talking because, I don't know, you're not feeling it, um, or you're, say for instance, you're not going out, maybe you're, you've become an introvert, all of these things, look for the signs, look for the, um, you know, has, has your emotions become raised, are you hitting things harder and are you getting sadder, you know, are you plowing into work too much and you're noticing it, you're not looking forward to Christmas because you're away from work because work absolutely gives you the focus and drive mentally and I'm saying that from experience because I fucking did that, you know, I worked every hour God send, and that was an alarm bell for me. I don't do that now. I can tell you, I can tell you that straight now. My work-life balance is is really coming on point. Really coming on point. Do what you can in the work hours. Cut the work hours out. And I know that's a very easy thing to say, but if you enjoy your job, and I think if you're at the right level and you're in the right job, you can do that. It's only when we sort of push ourselves a little bit too hard that that becomes a bit of a problem. Um, so just manage yourself in that sense manage your mental health manage your well-being you need to effectively do that and it was actually interesting because I listened uh, you know I, I watch a lot of quotes I do, you know I do I watch these little snippety things where people talk and they offer quotes and I was watching um oh Christ what's his name I can't remember his bloody name I can picture his face Nope, it's gone, completely gone. It may come back to me. Rapper, um, he's got um, some tattoos on his face. He's a little bit chubby. Nope, it's gone to me, but someone's going to tell me who it is. I can picture his face now, but never mind. Um, I'll move on. Can I? No, I tried to squeeze it out. It didn't come out. Um, but it was him. And he actually said to me uh, in an interview, he was saying that his, 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 you know, his mental health's been up and down, rocky as you like. Um and he said when the when the interviewer said to him uh you know what have you you know what helped you and he turned around and said ultimately the thing that helped me the most was myself you have to want to do it and i've said this numerous times numerous times is you have to want to do it yourself if you want to stop the addiction if you want to stop the mental health problems if you want to you know if it's a job you have to want to change you have to want to stop the addiction you have to be the one that makes that decisive choice because ultimately you have to have the inner strength to do it when you're not being supervised and that's really the sort of I thought it was going to come to me then his name it's there I can feel it I can feel it on the tip of my tongue it's doing me anything. but ultimately you have to be the one that wants to do it 
You have to be. Because if you're not, then what everybody else is doing is going to be, it will only be 10, 20% of what you need. You need to be focusing on driving yourself forward, understanding where you're going wrong, where you're going right, and making the right choices. If you need therapy, get fucking therapy. If the relationship is a problem, get rid of the relationship. Your life is worth more than that. It is worth more than everything to to stay in these situations where we shouldn't be. It's, I know it's difficult. I absolutely get that. And I get that sometimes, you know, the job, you can't move from the job because you're not skilled to move on. So I understand there's difficulties. I understand. And it's me. I get excited. I know. Because I want people to succeed. And I know that these things are difficult. And I know that sometimes you're, you're in that rut. What you can do, though, is look after yourself. Even if that just means buying yourself something small to make yourself feel happy, getting your hair cut, getting your nails done, whatever it may be, going out with your friends, going out for a meal. We can do it, have someone round for a glass of wine. And I'm talking all different levels of budgets here. But just by doing that one thing, you will, it will bolster you, it will give you the boost you need, the serotonin boost you need to feel better. And that's what we're trying to nurture here, is looking after ourselves. And I think that's really the the moral of certainly my story at the moment, because that's exactly where I'm at. I'm managing my mental health. I'm not succeeding. I'm not excelling. I'm certainly not in the green, but I'm not in the red where I normally would sit at this time of year. I'm in the orange, you know, because I'm doing the right things. Yes, fuck, it's hard. You know, there is days where I just want to physically fucking break. There's days where I want to just shut my computer off and just fucking walk away forever. There is days like that. Christ alive. But at the same time, by managing your mental health, you actually see what's around you. And I can be blinkered by that. Absolutely. I have been selfish. You know, there's people out there. I've been bitching and moaning about finances and, and such like and struggles. And there's people out there, me, that, that, that are worse off. And I'm sat there talking to them. And I know they are. And they're going, what the fuck are you talking about, mate? You know, and we've all got different levels of what our struggles are, um, you know. So, but it's interesting. I, I reflected quite heavily on that and, um, you know, of, of lately as well. I think it's because I've been in a low place. I do reflect on the negatives a little bit too hard sometimes. But also at the same time, I, I the reflection's given me the ability to look at previous conversations and previous situations and how I've dealt with them. And... That, for me, is what I'm learning about myself. So I'm learning that actually what I might seem as a problem, I might be bitching and moaning about someone else whose situation may, may not be similar to mine, but whatever situation is going on in his head is just as bad for him and vice versa. We all have our own problems. We all deal with our problems in different ways. Absolutely. And yes, it can be frustrating. I've certainly found mental health, when you're in a really poor place, to, to try and deal with other people's mental health is really hard work. Um, I'm not even fucking kidding you. It, it's Because I often see people as uh, being a bit naggy and a bit moany, and I'm like, fucking hell. And then you reflect back and you go, well, actually, you're a bit naggy and a bit moany, so you're just as fucking bad. And, and I think that that's... 
this time of year, it's really important to manage your mental health. If you're, if you're like me, um, whatever the season may be or whatever your time, the, the crux of it is, the foundation of, of it is, you've got to look after your mental health. You've got to be on point. You've got to do the things that make you happy. Do it as much as you can. You've got to look after yourself. You've got to eat healthy, train. We see it all over the place. Um, we see everybody that spouts on about it. And then we all wonder why sometimes, why our mental health isn't in a good place. It's because we're not doing the things that make us happy. And a lot of the time, we're on the rat, rain, the rat wheel of life. We're going through, we're going to work. We're, we're performing at work like fucking, you know, modern day slaves, really. And then you're coming back from work to deal with, you know, all the other problems you've got. If you're raising a family or you've got pets or whatever it may be, your problems, you know, it might just be your car, it might be whatever, it might be the mortgage, whatever these problems are, you've got to deal with them. And then you've got that in your head and then you go to work and then your weekend is consumed by worry and not really doing the things you enjoy and that happens and those weekends turn into weeks those weeks turn into months and those months turn into years and that's the rut we get in and that's what we need to be aware of is we don't want to get to that point where I did I got into the point where it was years of rut for me years of the wrong decisions the wrong places the wrong people um, I spent years doing that um and for me, that was because my mental health, I wasn't i wasn't looking after it. I, I point blank was not looking after my mental health. And I've, I've learned the lessons. And I think that um, that is where we need to manage it. And that's why I talk so openly, so positively. Because that's what, that's the challenge that we all face. It, you know, this year for me is absolutely, it's a difficult time. Like I said, you know, December two times i've i've tried to not not be here in this this same sort of period i've had car crashes in this period you know december is inherently surrounded by a lot of sadness for me but in actual fact through managing my mental health i'm looking forward to christmas with my family i'm looking forward to seeing some friends i'm looking forward to talking but at the same time i'm also looking forward to hibernating shutting away from the rat race of life shutting away from you know people that inherently annoy me annoy me. no no that's the wrong word but just away from everybody the rat race of life i call it just away from all those people and just basically having fun relaxing taking our time not really and it doesn't involve money i'm talking about going walks in the forest with the dogs and just literally getting amongst nature and looking after ourselves eating healthy with a bit of unhealthy there'll be a bit of gin chucked in there don't you worry um but yeah that's ultimately what we're looking at is managing our mental health um so i'll leave it there because um you know i i just it was one of those ones like i said i, I should have jumped on sunday it's my reflection day I did reflect, but I wasn't in the mood to talk. Um, so I'm, you know, I just, and, and I wasn't yesterday, and, and, and even tonight, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't. I, I, I don't know why. It, it's, it's, well, I do know why. I just, my mental health, I've given you a couple of scenarios there and, and the importance of why we look after ourselves. And, but I, I've got so much out of it. Again, it, this is the positive of talking, and this is the positive of, of switching or acknowledging that mental health can be a dark place, can be a negative place, but you know what? It can be a positive place if we do it the right way. 
And I think that's the important place. The, the, the little snippet from day, the little nugget, is we've got to do it the right way. Um, and that's what this is about. So um, I've got a few things coming up. I've got some time off, so I'm going to um, do some, uh, I don't know, I'm going to do some little mental health things on, on this, uh, just on the build-up to Christmas. And um, like I said, in Christmas, it's always inherently been a dark place for me, so I can really appreciate that Christmas can be surrounded by darkness for a lot of people. Um, I lost a friend last year who felt lonely. Um, he was only in his 30s, and... <clears throat> He decided he didn't want to be here because he didn't want to be lonely. And that is the importance of mental health and why we uh, reach out to people. We keep talking to friends and family and loved ones and opening up and making sure that we manage our mental health through discussions and conversations. And what we don't want to be is a statistic. And and, and that's a a very valid one for me. Um, And acknowledging that that's him, you know, a very good friend of mine that, that gave his life too loneliness at this time of year i've been there and that enough that that alone is enough for me to make the conscious effort at this time of year to make sure that men don't feel alone and or anybody feels alone in that matter no one should be alone at christmas but men ultimately bottle it up and we we're under a lot of pressure especially if you're the bread earner you've got to bring the money in you've got to you know feed the kids the turkey on the table and they all want the gucci stuff and the and the you know the new fandangly bits i know the pressures of life it's it's horrible um and you know sometimes it's hard we've got to meet expectations but be realistic with our children uh certainly a pressure that i face annually um so yes it's tough times it's tough times but i want everybody to know that you know there is ways out there is people we can visit there is um charitable organizations mental health organizations that we can talk to there is friends and families that we can talk to and also ultimately i think that when it comes to if you if you're a dad and you feel like you've got the you know the pressures of being a father um i've actually just become open and honest with my kids and just gone you know that's out of my fucking league mate i'm sorry but there's three of you and and if you want a 120 pound jacket i have to spend the same amount on my other kids um, so, you know, that to me is 360 pounds then. <clears throat> so I, I just, I put it into context and I think that that's the way that I try to relieve. I try to be as, you know, positive as I can, um, for them. But at the same time, they, they do need to understand that we, you know, we are feeling the pressures as, as dads and mums, families, whatever. We do all feel these pressures at this time of year. So it's really important to reach out friends, friends and families and loved ones and make sure that they feel or know that, you know, we can, we can relieve some of this pressure. You know, we can let some of this pressure go by just talking, being open and honest with people. If you're struggling, don't struggle, go and see someone let someone know talk to someone and we can certainly get some uh well there can certainly be some help out there so thank you very much for talking to me or listening to me sorry uh, thank you for listening to me and uh, i look forward to talking to you again soon i know i've done another three minutes of talking i said i finish this and i keep on going <laughs> uh lovely talking to you all and i'll speak to you all soon take care